Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and happy Monday to you. I have been all over the place today covering Baylor Athletics, covering other events, uh, breaking news just all over the place. And the um, man, I mean, there's just everywhere you look, Baylor's checking on this portal guy. They're checking on this quarterback. I uh, had the news earlier today that Blake Shapin did make it official, and he is in the portal. Uh, I spoke with, um, uh, we had a an introductory press conference with Jake Spavital at the uh, out at McLean Stadium today, and uh, seemed to indicate those conversations were still taking place with uh, Blake. Um, you know, Sawyer Robertson has indicated yesterday that he'll be back, and so that's going to be nice to have uh, him back. He, he's run the spread. Obviously, there's a reason that Mike Leach wanted him. Mike Leach, um, uh, he doesn't always have to have, like, great athleticism. He certainly uh, he needs the accuracy, needs somebody, uh, you know, just an accurate quarterback. But he, but he obviously got more than that with Sawyer because you do have the dual threat. But Sawyer can run the spread. And according to uh, Dave Aranda, he's been holed up even in the past few days in the film rooms there over at Baylor looking at tape of what Spavital was doing against Cal, uh, at Cal, but like against uh, USC, for instance. They were looking at film of that. And I'm trying to remember what receiver he said was, oh, the tight end Jake Roberts, I think, was in there. Our man Drake Dabney would have not been in there because uh, uh, Drake has hit the portal and he is departing the Bears. It's uh, that's a tough one for me. I love Drake Dabney uh, early on. I just like the length. I like the catch radius. All the things that he brought, I really liked it. But uh, you know they've got. Golly, like nine tight ends or something. Now they have eight. We'll see some other people might depart, but uh, good to see Jake the Snake, the kid from UNT, was in there looking, watching the film, getting ready. One of the things that came up today was how uh, Baylor's sort of lack of uh, attrition. And, I mean, the... Spavital indicated that he didn't think they'd have to do much in the portal. I mean, I think, I think that's a little bit, um, I think that's a little bit scary to Baylor fans. I mean, I think, I think they feel like, hey, they need to be aggressive now. I do think they're going to be selective, and they are being aggressive right now, looking for a quarterback. 
the B, the uh, Boise State quarterback, I think his name's Green, Jalen Green. I'll look that up uh, in a minute. But he, um, Taylen, Taylen Green, T-A-Y-L-E-N. He went in the portal. Uh, reports are Baylor, among several other schools, looking at him as we speak. The Central Michigan quarterback went in and um, Bears looking at that quarterback as well. So they're they're in there looking, and um, that's all happening. And Spavital is no stranger to the portal. All right, he did he used it at Texas State. Um, and uh, we uh, we did have um, some breaking news on the Cowboys Eagles front. The uh, uh, everybody kind of watched what happened yesterday. We'll have some uh, NFL blitz package at some point today, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, the Eagles just had it put on them. I thought they would claw their way back in. They got down. To, you know, they got back in it. Twenty-one thirteen. There's a lot to we're going to have to track and see. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts did come back out after it, that was a little scary that he had left the game. Uh, came back out. You know, we'll kind of monitor uh, his progress. But man, they they just got outclassed. Um, man, it was 35-13. The uh, 49ers playing beautifully. At one point, I did the math, and it was like. I mean, it was crazy. The the amount, like the I did the I I, I uh, combined their beatings of the Cowboys and Eagles, and they had outscored them something like seventy seven to twenty at one point. The Eagles added on late, but I'm just telling you, 49ers are the best team in the NFL, and it's crazy how it can happen. How it can kind of leave you for a few weeks. And then they grab it back. But that's what quality, um, that, that's kind of what happens when you have the sort of culture, coaching, all the things that you have. And, Aaron, one of the things that worries me about the Cowboys is that I keep hearing from Dan Orlovsky and others is that the Cowboys just continue. One of the things they really have issues with, and it happened against the Seahawks, was when teams go in motion. And you would think that's kind of elementary at this point, but they struggle with it. What is the what do the 49ers love to do? Well, you know, have all that pre-snap movement and motion, and they got people going everywhere, and they're trying to get you looking at different things. So that does not bode well. But uh, I even heard Stephen A. today. I had to be on the road for a long period of time today, going from place to place, and even Stephen A. thinks now the Cowboys pose a bigger threat to the 49ers than the Eagles. Now, is that just simply reacting quickly to what we, uh, you know, what we saw yesterday? Well, sure, but that's kind of what we do. That's what we do. And Aaron, another thing is kind of funny. Like these guys get millions of dollars. Stephen A. is paid, and he's a listen, love him, hate him, whatever. He's a huge personality. But, like, I always laugh. I was listening to a segment, and I was like, oh, I want to see what he says about the Cowboys here. And he just literally starts – this is what they do on all these debate shows. They, they like, see how many players they can name. Hey, you got this guy. You got uh, CeeDee Lamb. You got uh, Tony Pollard. Like, like, really? 
Like, oh my gosh, the guy can name seven players on the Cowboys. We're supposed to like be blown. It's a very strange tactic, but it's something you hear on these debate shows. Like, uh, they'll they'll just start naming off a bunch of players. Now, again, the other huge news today is Florida State being left out of the college football playoff. I feel horrible for them. I think in the current state they're in, I. I I mean, I'd hate to see them just somebody tee off on them. I mean, Michigan or whoever it would have been, if they put them at four, I mean, you're just going to get crushed. In the, I mean, again, they don't they, know they, that. They, mm. Everybody keeps saying that. We don't know that. They just won their conference championship game with a backup quarterback. Third string, excuse me. Yeah. The, the, I'll say, I just want to say one thing, and I'll. That's okay. I've been fuming okay. about it all day. The committee went with who they thought would win hypothetical matchups instead of going by who actually won football matchups on the field. And it's I, a travesty. I, <laughs> that's what old Booger said yesterday. He said it was a travesty. I hate it for him. I really do. But, I mean, to watch that poor kid, and I know it would be the other, it would be a backup. And, I mean, I feel hor- horrible for them. But they couldn't – Louisville – Looked horrific, too. Now, to your point, I mean, I think Louisville's been a really good team all year. Why can't we make an argument that Florida State does have an elite, great defense? I get that. And, Aaron, I mean, I mean, it sounds like I'm some kind of Florida. I mean, yesterday, I was just like, this is crazy. Like, even when this all started earlier in the day, people started saying, well, Florida State's not going to get any, even if they're undefeated. And I thought at the time, when I first started hearing that, I'm like, that's just crazy. How could you how could you do that to them? But, like, I mean, first of all, to think that the CFP isn't. Now, they're, they're again, they were always tasked, the committee, to, it, it was like the four best teams. Not the four most deserving the four best teams. But Florida State did all it could. It went on it, it played two power five teams in uh non conference. It, it it plowed through the ACC. They went to the swamp. That's a that's not a great Florida team, but still with a backup quarterback and and beat Florida there. I get it. And I I do hate it for them. I mean like but watching that poor kid Against kind of a, I mean, let's not, I mean, I'm not going to try to act like, I mean, Louisville started leaking oil late in that season, and he threw for 55 yards. Here's what they want to guard against is, and and is it a hypothetical? Sure. But it's also based on, and I thought somebody had a good point on this. I got to say that everybody got embarrassed, including TCU. With that sixty-five-seven game, and and what they're what they're guarding against is is putting a team in harm's way that could get at. Now again, Florida State is a blue blood; they are a blue blood program. I get that, but in their weakened state without Jordan Travis, I think we would all agree they're not the same team. I mean, they're not nearly as good as they were. But they still won all their games. So, again, I feel horrible for them. But I also think, I mean, again, Aaron, it's just like we always predict these games and, and put our, I think they would get killed. I mean, but, again, we, we go into all kinds of games and go, hey, I think this team's going to get killed. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. We'll never know. 
we'll never know because they've been put in the five hole. And if anybody can feel empathy with them, you know, it's Baylor fans and TCU fans who in 2014, I mean, just didn't even have any help from their conference. Nobody would even establish who the true winner of the conference was despite Baylor beating TCU head-to-head. I mean, it was interesting to in that in that time, Aaron. Remember how head-to-head it was like they tried to almost make it like it wasn't that big of a deal. And, and then, of course, now it's like what? Texas versus Bama was like a huge head-to-head. Like, like I mean – well, remember all the talk about how yeah. important conference championships were. It's yeah, just yeah, whatever yeah. criteria they decide gets them the four teams that they want. Well, they, they, it was a year too late for the Pac-12 to go away because they had too many. <laughs> and they were never – the thought of them not having an SEC team in, um, it, it, you know – who the winner of that Bama Georgia game? Now, now look at the time we didn't know for sure. Like, I wonder what they would do. Would they keep the SEC out? Would they? And I mean, I was thinking about all those things too. I'm like, will they have the guts to do that? Well, no, no, not in a million years because they couldn't stand the thought of Bama beating Georgia and leaving Bama out. Because, and and again, I, I do think the backlash they would have faced. If they left Bama out, uh, is like ten times what they would have faced. I do believe that uh, with Florida State. And, and again, is that a good reason to leave them out? No, no, no. And these are all good debates. And and this stuff. I mean, it's easier to get mad and talk about these things when you don't have a dog in the hunt. Like I can feel horrible for Florida State. But at the same time, think, in my mind, I, I kind of know why they arrived at the place they did. Now, what I don't like is just sort of the, 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 the herb streets of the world being so kind of cavalier about it. Like, what do you, I mean, like, how could you, how could you have put Florida State? I mean, I, I would have been sitting here laughing and kind of glad if they had put Florida State in and watching Alabama go crazy. Do I think these are going to be better games? I do. Were they? Are they put in charge of coming up with the best games? Uh, no. No. Actually, they're supposed to put the best four teams in. So I, I do find it was interesting because Aaron Booger made very similar argument to what you were just making. And, in fact, he, he used that word. He said this is a travesty to the sport and guess who and maybe he had to go help with the nfl who knows but it was kind of funny guess who was off the set the very next segment they did like a two-hour <laughs> no more booger, selection huh? show and booger was gone <laughs> you can't have people right on the parade that's right that's right the sec remember they're leaving cbs well that was weird too aaron the C, did you were you watching the CBS sign off the other day like it was Gary Danielson and and uh, oh Nestler and they got kind of emotional and I was okay I just kind of wanted to see what that was like and then Danielson said well to borrow a phrase from another network it was the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat something you hear on this on this station when we get ready for Stephanie Sports Corner. 
I thought that was so strange. I just thought, like, all right. I mean, I, I mean, of all the things you could have said about this unbelievable long history that the CBS had with the SEC, and Vern Lundquist was on before the game, and he, it was awesome to see him, I would not have turned to the line, the, th- the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. It was an odd, it was an odd way to uh, sign off. But, uh, but off they go. Off they go. CBS will now have the Big Ten uh, and Fox. And, I mean, we, it, everything's going to be moved around. And ABC and ESPN will get SEC. And, again, life will go on. I, You know, we're losing all history. We're losing all sense of history. I, di- I do think there was some kind of long-term fun. And I'm not saying I always watched it. But knowing there was a huge game on CBS at 2.30 every single Saturday, except, you know, the one week when SEC, they don't play anybody. But that one 2.30 that, that game, did it was kind of cool, and it kind of felt like it meant something. Um, all right, lots to do today. Uh, we'll hear from Jake Spavital. Uh, the uh, Baylor's new offensive coordinator. I want you all to hear from him. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly, in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll delve into it. We'll react to some of the things he said. It's an extremely important hire. Baylor's after these quarterbacks. Shapen is gone. Uh, it is official. I say he's gone. He's in the portal. That That's official. We heard he was planning to. Now, of course, because today is December 4th, it's a, it's official official. And then Baylor can continue to talk. He may come out of the portal and come jump back out of the portal into the Bears' arms. But generally, when they go in the portal, they're gone. Who are the goners? Dabney, Shapen, M-A-I-L-E, George, Big George, the office lineman. I always wanted him to be really good. We just never got to see a whole lot of him. Just a massive guy. Kind of liked him. Always wanted it to work out. It just didn't, didn't seem like it did. He's in the portal. Uh, but Aaron, it's like, I don't know how to take all, if you're a Baylor fan, I think Baylor fans are excited when they see these guys make the announcement and they say that, uh, what is that thing called Aaron? The, uh, all the, you know, the Baylor NIL deal. Um, and they, they, they all kind of put that same phrase. And I think that shows you, well, Baylor's got an orchestrated, uh, effort to, um, to to do to get heavily involved in nil push it more get the numbers up they're going to get more aggressive and so somehow all these players who've decided to stay are using that same hashtag and it's um it's good it's good um i think that's fine i i mean i know uh drake and cam dunk on a lot of things that that baylor's tried to do and i that's okay, too. I mean, I don't mind the criticism from time to time because some of it is deserved. But the organ I did find it funny, Aaron, that one of the kids said he was coming back and Drake jumped out there on Twitter and told him that he forgot to put the hashtag. Because <laughs> I guess it's become such a that's kind of what they do. But that's okay because it represents an orchestrated in a, in a very intentional 
uh, way of getting the NIL up and getting and getting that uh, out there and being more intentional about that. And uh, I will also say, Aaron, and I kind of noticed this when we were talking to him the other day. Did you notice that in that entire 30-something minute interview with uh, Dave Aranda, he never said, well, I appreciate that or appreciate the question. Uh, I mean, Didn't. like. Now he, and and I remember I, I I have to say Aaron there were moments where I was a little taken aback kind of like golly I don't think he appreciates anything I've asked today I mean we talked for a good long while and today at the news conference he's there with um, the new uh, OC Jake Spavital and he and they we asked Dave some things and he didn't say it so. I believe this is a conscious effort because, boy, that was just part of his whole presentation. And, oh, by the way, Mac Rhodes started doing some of that as well. I just think Mac – now, Mac has some, like, verbal things that he does. He, he'll – when he makes a statement, he'll, he'll say, uh, right, right, or something like that. Uh, and I've noticed that over the years. But he, he kind of started to say, I appreciate the question. Um, and, uh, and that was, uh, that became kind of a Baylor leader type deal. Well, Dave Aranda has put that away. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a conscious thing. He's decided not to do after four years. Is it a huge thing? No, I just think, I think maybe it's a way somebody said to Dave, Hey, you don't have to like, you don't have to be, uh, nice to Mosley or David or any of the any of the folk like you could be nice and respectful but you don't have to like go out of your like when somebody asks a real pointed tough question which happens it does happen on this beat I I think Dave's de facto thing was to say something like I appreciate the question or something well sometimes you don't appreciate it so don't say it well he's he's put that phrase away and uh I think that's okay. I think that's totally fine because I, I again, it was kind of like a, a verbal tick slash crutch slash, uh, wasn't a crutch. It was kind of like a, uh, you hear people say Aaron that phrase, thank you so much, thank you so much. Well, again, that's okay, but it's just like some people just really or, you people in business. Somebody's told them, say the person's name a whole lot. Now, if you ever want to hear something annoying, be be around a salesperson that is just like saying your name constantly. <laughs> like you like you've like might forget your name at any minute. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Now again, sometimes I say your name because I'm trying, you know, I'm like gonna bounce something off of you and you're doing a bunch of stuff in the studio. But the yeah, the sales tactic where you Say someone's name a whole lot. Eh, eh. Whoever decided that was a big deal. I Again, in small doses, maybe. But then sometimes these little verbal tics come off as fake and not real genuine. Like, really? Do you appreciate me asking uh, why you should keep your job? Do you appreciate that? I don't. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't really appreciate that question. It probably needs to be asked. But, um... I don't know. If Dave wants to be a little less genteel and wants to be a, uh, a tad bit surly, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I just like talking to him, period, however he 
addresses us. I uh, I really do. And today was just a reminder of that. But Spavital had some interesting things to say. All right, throughout the day, we'll play some of Spavital to you. We'll uh, get into that. We'll do it next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women offer finals back in action Thursday, December 14th, hosting Delaware State for the future Bears game in the Farrell Center at 11 a.m. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuels Studios. Don't miss the wrap-up-the-year sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. As the year comes to a close, we're offering unbeatable deals and a wide selection of new 2023 Jeep models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Gladiator, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. In addition to incredible savings, we're also offering generous trade-in values for your current vehicle. Upgrade to a newer model while getting the most out of your trade-in. Hurry in. These deals won't last long shop our great selection of new inventory and start the new year in style hey central texas next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or staycation remember element waco hotel element waco hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort uh, the rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel i should know i've stayed there it is matt mosley espn central texas they have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game the circa kitchen serves fresh modern mediterranean inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktail 
cocktails open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m., and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub. Located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle, it is the Element Waco Hotel. And ask about our discounted rates for November and December. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org, member NCUA. Genco. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley. And a um, lot going on today. Yes, we have the college football playoff. Um, the doomsday scenario happened. You get an ACC championship. Now, the other point, Aaron, and we'll get into it like in Campus Confidential. We're going to do Campus at 4 today. We got Scott Drew at 4.30 today live. We'll do it live. Um, and then we got some more Spavital at 5. So we've got all kinds of stuff to do. We'll get Jake on the show. That'll be good uh, soon and do all that. But, um, oh, Aaron, everybody was asking their questions today. And introducing, you know, who they were and where they were from, like what. And I just never, I feel like at some point I'll meet him. So, of course, I had to be the oddball and not say my name and where I was from. I'm proud to be with ESPN Central Texas. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, again, fortunately, Baylor doesn't require that. At Cowboys news conferences with Dak and, uh, and, and Mike McCarthy, even though, like, the same people are pretty much out there every day, they require you to say your name and your affiliate before asking every question. Now, I get that we do this sometimes like at national championship games or whatever, but nobody cares. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess today they were doing it just to be polite to and, and let Jake know who people were. I, I get that. I don't think anybody was, like, puffing up their chest. Like, hey, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm the Baylor Bear Insider. Maybe one person. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not Jerry. Jerry was just being polite, and I think that was um, that was a nice nice way to be. I, um, uh, but, yes, so let's, let's listen in a little bit, and we've got a lot to uh, react to. I mean, I keep coming, I keep thinking of new things on this uh, college football playoff front. And, Aaron, last thing I'll say before we listen to a little bit of Spavitol, I I just think that uh, um, it, it, the point I've heard that I thought of immediately is the alliance ended up backfiring in such an enormous way because we could have the expanded playoff and Florida State would be fine. And while maybe they wanted a higher seating, um, and what's funny is they probably would have seated them fourth in a bigger deal like that where everybody could be at the table. Um, and But the alliance, which uh, in, ended up being a spectacular failure, was the ACC, Pac-12, 
and and um, and they got together and they the uh, and the Big Ten was a part of it. Don't forget, and it was in response to the Texas Oklahoma deal, and by doing that and basically not allowing the playoff to move forward, it delayed things by at least a year. All right, and so we could have we could have a playoff already in place. And so Florida State and everybody would have been happy. But the alliance, so in some respects, whoever is saying today that Florida State hurt itself, yeah, kind of true, they can kind of be mad at the commissioner of the ACC for getting involved in that. At the time, maybe the alliance made a little more sense than it does now. Now it just looks like a joke, and especially the Pac-12, Klievkov looks like the biggest joke. All right, Aaron, let's, because uh, we do have Stephanie Sports Corner coming up here in a little bit. Let's listen to a little bit of Jake Spavital. This is, you'll hear Dave Aranda and Jake Spavital uh, at today's uh, news conference at McLean Stadium, Baylor's new offensive coordinator. Uh, it's good to see you guys. It's good to be here uh, with you all. Um, awfully excited about Jake, you know, just from the prep of playing versus him and just all the stress and all of the uh, detail that goes in with not giving up explosives. And then just the counterpunch comes so quick once there's an adjustment made and just all of that. I mean, you take a record of that when you're in, when you're in the... Um, when you're in the middle of it, you know, when you're competing. And so that was a big part of all of this was just that experience. And then, you know, um, second thing I'd say would be a lot of the folks uh, I know or when I was coming up as a grad assistant, you know, that tree with uh, Coach Leach and, and all of it, a lot of those guys have all good things to say about Jake and just such a believer in him and just, uh, you know, where he's taken it and um, where the – you know, um, the scheme has uh, progressed into where it is now, you know, uh, whether it was um, Dana or Cliff or you name it, all just uh, way effusive and just way strong with their praise. And then the third thing would be just um, just this past year, he goes up to Cal and takes an offense that was a pro-style offense and, you know, the type of people that were there and was able to just inject a whole bunch of life and um, points and yards and excitement into it and I look at you know our situation here and I can see some parallels and so I think those three things really kind of just stood out and um, you know in the process just getting to know him just way um, impressed and um, he was in front of the team the other day and you know all you could see all of it and so I know that there's guys hanging around his office he's got a bunch of guys to call he's got coaches to call he's got all these lists with all these players hanging around and so I think all of it's happening way fast for him but it's cool to see the excitement on the team and so um, looking forward to what we can build together but um, excited excited for him excited for this I'll go ahead and pass it over to Jake yeah I guess the word excitement is uh, kind of where I'm at as well um, just excited to be back in Texas and and be around uh, the great state in terms of high school football with the 
with the greatest probably coaches and the players in high school in the country. And um, just also just to be a part of the Texas High School Coaches Association again. You know, I come from uh, a high school coach. Like, uh, my dad is a former high school coach. And uh, I under understand the importance of just really the association of um, what those guys do behind the scenes to keep, uh, you know, football at a, at a premium in this state. And very fortunate to, to be back in, in this state. And uh, just humbled to have an opportunity to work with Coach Aranda. I've uh, been fortunate to meet him over the years, but truly got to know him over, uh, you know, personally over the last couple days. And uh, just the reputation that he has in this profession is unparalleled. And um, just excited to come here for him and to work with him and learn for, uh, learn from him and, and try to get the, try to help him out in any possible way. I have a ton of respect for uh, what Coach Grimes has done here. And uh, you look at just the team that they had last year. It's a, it's a very young team and that the experience that they had uh, in 2023 is going to be great moving into the 2024 season and excited to work with these guys and just uh, uh, help in any way I can. Um, my coach was saying like, I've, I've kind of been spending a little bit um, you know, like it's hard to actually put faces with names right now, but like, you know, eventually that's going to slow down. And I'm going to get that. But uh, it's been good just talking with commitments and, and current players and former players and uh, just getting to know the coaching staffs. And, you know, when I, when I was at Texas State, you know, I, we didn't I think we only had like 22 you know, staff members, period. You know, I think I met like 75, I felt like, in the first 10 minutes I was here, and which is a great thing. And the professionalism that has occurred, uh, how they've welcomed my family here, uh, man, it's just been a breath of fresh air. And, uh, and it makes me want to work even harder and put a product out there on the field that you guys will be proud of because I see the passion that this place has, um, and they want to win. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why I'm here, you know, is to help in any way I can. And, you know, from an offensive standpoint, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun offense to be a part of. You know, you'll see the spread up-tempo offense with downhill run game. I'm really big in the downhill run game uh, and the vertical passing, you know. But every single year, you're going to adapt to your personnel, you know. Um, I've been in situations before when I was uh, with, you know, Coach Sonny Dykes at Cal in 2016. We didn't even have one tight end in the room, you know, uh, and you just have to adapt and go from there. And then I inherited a, an offense last year with about nine tight ends in the room. So, you know, you just get creative and still have the same exact principles and concepts of what you uh, have learned over the years. I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of good coaches and players over the years, uh, and I attribute all that to my success um, because I'm only as good as the people that are surrounded myself with and that's what fires me up about being here at Baylor because uh, it's just been first class you know and how they've handled my family and and engaged them um, really looking forward to being here and, and being in the community and um, meet these guys and you know it fires me up because I want to get on the field now but right now it's more about recruiting and making sure that all the pieces fall into place right now and uh, you know get moving from there and we'll start getting on the field here uh, in January February whenever coach gets that schedule going but but uh, right now, it's all about recruiting and meeting people and, uh, you know, really understanding the community and understanding Baylor. So, again, excited to be here and, and ready to get to work. All right. Understanding the community, understanding uh, Waco, I, I would imagine he's going to be checking the portal. Um, we'll hear more from him. And, um, and I, you know, I, I think that uh, – one thing that he'll end up talking about is, 
and I thought that was nice to say something kind about Grimes and, and uh, the work he's done. I mean, I, I think it's you're, you're going to lose a few players either that were loyal to Grimes and Mateos or just didn't really want to stay around for this or kind of ready to go. Um, there was some uncertainty on offense. I, I think I think a lot of players are staying, though, especially, and again, we'll do Campus Confidential today at about 4 o'clock. We'll do it a little earlier in the program. Um, and we got uh, Scott Drew on today at 4.30. But, I mean, the, the, the portal, like, like Dylan Gabriel, who put up great numbers for the Sooners this year, is in the portal. Oklahoma has a lot of players that have gone into the portal. Now, does Dylan, maybe Dylan talked to Oklahoma and they said, hey, this is going to be a 50 50 prop, you know, proposition. Uh, they've got a, a great young quarterback talent. I think his name's Jackson Arnold from maybe the Dallas Fort Worth area. And so, who knows? Maybe they said, Hey, we'd love to have you back, but this is going to be a true competition. And the thought was, I would rather go somewhere where I know I'm the man. I mean, I would Baylor offer him that? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, could they? Could that guy play in the spread? Yeah, he's kind of perfect for it because he, I mean, he can move around and, and uh, he's, you know, he was playing for Levy and – uh, while it's it's kind of a cousin, that's Bryles's offense that he was in. But I mean, my gosh, you don't think they can? He could run the the uh, air raid. So we're we're gonna do that with Baylor right now. Is every quarterback that goes into portal is Baylor involved? And quite honestly, they are in on some of these quarterbacks. Reports today: there was a Central Michigan quarterback. Baylor was looking at him. There was a Boise State. Talon Green went in the portal. Baylor's in on him. Baylor's old deputy AD is the uh, athletic director at Boise State now. So if um, uh, Jeremiah wants to do Baylor a solid, he'll tell the young man, hey, go check out the Bears. We'll see. We'll see. I don't even know how interested Baylor is. They've inquired according to reports. All right, we're going to – we'll pick that up because this is very – important stuff uh and and in the five o'clock hour we're gonna let you hear a lot of it but i wanted to get kind of give you a sampling of what that was like today you'll hear me get involved and uh uh there was a there was a good group over there today everybody was up there the waco trib bryce zach jerry former waco trib guy he was up front and uh so all of us gathered and then uh and then scott drew had some media today uh as they're getting ready for seton hall and so i'll be anxious to uh visit with um, scott and uh, we'll do that at 4 30 today uh next though is uh a little something we call stephanie sports corner Go Cowboys! this is dallas cowboys football 2023. It's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. 
Cowboys and Eagles. Sunday night started with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. In Waco, Texas, we love the holiday season. At home, at work, or out with family and friends. It's simply a special time. From all of us at Jeff Hunter Toyota. We're wishing you a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. neighbor i saw your license plate welcome to texas thanks i'm gonna need a bigger mower for this lawn seems like everything's bigger here (laughs) it sure is and we're saving up for a big pool well then you're gonna need a high yield cd from eecu they have a 5.5 percent apy on a nine month cd 5.5 percent that is big yep we've done our banking with eecu for years and we opened a cd just last week it was fast and easy to open online just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high yield and open your cd in under five minutes Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? (laughs) That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to EECU.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man. Getting excited about some Scott Drew today. Bears have uh, shown up at number six in the country. 
women now in the top 10, number 10, number 10, back in, um, Aaron, I wonder when the last time, you probably know this, that's going to be kind of fun to try to figure out the last time the the Bears, because for years, you know, they were constantly in the top 10. I would imagine they might have had a top, they probably had a top 10 ranking in in uh, Nikki's first season at some point. Um, but uh, they'd been out of it for a while, but they are back in a big way. And uh, take down Oregon. I mean, you can do it any way you want. You can hit threes, play some big-time D. The high-flying Oregon Ducks come into town on a Sunday afternoon on the Sabbath. And the Bears take them down 71-51. to 71-51. And I think Aaron Sexton may, be, may have been in attendance. I feel like either via Twitter or Facebook, I noticed Aaron was in the crowd. And so, Aaron, at some point today, I kind of want to, I want your, your, because I was, of course, you know, little, had a lot going on yesterday, doing some tree trimming with the in-laws, had some NFL on, was checking on the game, but I would like your in-person report. Now, it is uh, that time of the day, the time of the three o'clock hour a lot of people wait for, it is Stephanie Sports Corner. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Well, Stephanie <laughs> has stepped into her sports corner. I'm here. And, boy, I'm there's here. a lot a lot going on uh, in the sports world. Ugh. Stephanie, um, first of all, were you upset? On behalf of Florida State, yes. going undefeated, yes, thirteen and zero, twelve and zero, thirty, yeah, thirteen and zero, because they won the conference championship game, and not getting in. And who would you have kept out? Would you? I think certainly not I mean, your Longhorns. You no. would have kept out Bama. Absolutely. I mean, I even feel bad for Georgia. I mean, Georgia lost one game. Here's my thing. I don't. Why can't it just be like the NFL where you go on record? I Who needs a committee? I understand you got to have an SCC team in there. I get it, but I don't think it's fair on any level at all. Um, and just because you're going to keep Florida State out because they're on their third backup quarterback, whatever. You know, it's a team isn't just about the quarterback. It's about the whole team. And the team seems to be doing pretty good, so – you know, I can go on a team. I can just keep going. I've been going on it all day, and I get in a conversation yeah. with somebody, and I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. I mean, look what they do in basketball. Look at that competition. You know, March Madness, that seems pretty fair to me, and it works. So do it in football. And just because next year you're going to have the top 12, don't even don't even get me started, Matt. Don't even get me started because top 12, well, you're going to add 12. Who cares? 
I think it needs to be a process of elimination. 12, 12 is, a, is a much, I mean, that is much more like what they would like this thing to resemble, which is like the NFL playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. 12 gives you a shot at that. The only thing is about the that I'll miss about the Final Four is like it did feel like the other day those things felt pretty big mm-hmm. and some of those outcomes felt huge and in the future that'll be more for just positioning and seating. Yeah. Like all those most of those teams we were watching the other day would definitely be in. Mm-hmm. Like uh except for maybe like uh Oklahoma State, I guess if they had beaten Texas in a 12-team playoff, may have been able to play its way in because we're talking about, like, conference champions. But uh, Texas took care of business. I mean, golly, this is – hey, oh, by the way, Stephanie, did you watch Nelly the other day, the halftime performance? I did, Aaron, actually. Did you see – yeah, what did y'all think of – what did y'all think of Nelly? I, I was getting – um, uh, mixed reactions. I, I, uh, boy, I was getting a lot of reactions on that on that national anthem. Um, uh, Ziders, Warren Ziders, I think is it, or somebody Ziders. Um, I would like some comments on the text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty on the national anthem and the halftime. Stephanie, you're kind of our cultural. <laughs> you bring culture to Stephanie Sports Corner and, and entertainment mascots. You do a lot of off the beaten path stuff. <laughs> what did Nell? Did you did you like Nelly? It's getting I, hot in here. Well, you know that used to be my jam back in the day, but uh, now that I'm older, I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't know. I just, you know, I would have had like Chris Stapleton or George Strait or somebody, you know, entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have had Nelly and probably. Like those twenty-two-year-olds, like my daughter, she's twenty. She probably doesn't even know who Nelly is. Do you know what I mean? It's the older generation that knows who he is, but I don't know. It was, I, I don't have an opinion one way or another. It was just ah eh, to me, I guess. Aaron, did you get to see Nelly? I did not. I saw him in uh, about nineteen ninety-eight. He was great, and that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <sighs> Now, our buddy Roder, Aaron, now I got to figure out what he was referring to. He he said something, he tweeted something about that is evil. And that boy, I don't know who that was about. That was, I was like, I'm glad that evil or something. Like, I'm like, man, we're, are we getting, we're getting <laughs> real Baptist if we're like, Nelly is evil or something. I don't know <laughs> what was going on. I thought that was interesting. But again, maybe he was reacting to something else. I just was kind of thrown off by that the other day he's like this is evil um what uh stephanie what's on your mind today i mean i well, i i always have things i like bouncing off of you but i also know you bring things to the table well you know i Sometimes. it was a football weekend for scott and i between college and nfl and one of the things that i wanted to bring out and i'm everybody knows but i just want to bring it to everybody's attention uh, again, if you didn't see it, you know, yesterday on the NFL was my cause, my cleats. And players had their cleats designed um, in a fashion and in a way that that showed their support of the foundation that they support. And so um, you can go to NFL.com and go to um, my cause, my cleats, and it'll show you, you know, every sports team in the NFL. And you can click on it and it'll show you, you know, videos 
of the players being interviewed about their um, their uh, charity that they support. Well, I looked up Dak Prescott and his charity that he supports is Faith Fight Finish Foundation, which he started. And it, it's designed to help and strengthen individuals and communities during times of adversity. And it's actually a tribute to his mother who passed in 2013 of colon cancer. And then in 2020, his brother Chase committed suicide. So his foundation focuses on colon cancer research, mental health awareness, and then also bridging the gap between law and for- law enforcement and uh their communities and then he off it also offers assistance to those who are facing really life challenging situations and i watched the video and it was really um moving for me because i am a big advocate as you know for mental health awareness there's been some um, issues in my family with it and then i've had really close friends who've had some really issues and um you know in the past growing up you know talking about mental health wasn't a thing and now as we bring more awareness to it i'm a big support of it because you just never know you know you never know who is suffering it could be your next door neighbor it could be a family member and you just don't know so when i saw the video i really kind of got teary-eyed um you know people can talk about prescott as he's on the, you know playing and they can talk about dax playing or whatever but you can't really talk about the man because the man gives back to his community and has a big heart. And so two thumbs up for him. I mean, I just gained huge respect towards him. And he did get, you know, I think, what was it, at the SB Awards? He got Man of the Year last year. And it was because of his work with his charity. Um, and if you want more information, you can go to faithfightfinish.org. Um, also on there, they show Tony Pollard um, is a big supporter of St. Jude Children's research hospital and then mike parsons uh big charity is children's miracle network so those are the yeah yeah, those are the three um cowboys that just stuck out to me but really dak prescott just really hit a home run with me and i just you know touched down dak so that's what i wanted to bring not a chair tear jerker just i don't know yeah yeah this is what i have for you that's good um and uh that, that that is uh by the way, when you said touchdown Dak, it reminded me of that Post Malone <laughs> saying, and I, I would have enjoyed a Post Malone halftime. I like Nelly Fine, um, but uh, I also like seeing The Undertaker with that belt, the championship Oh, yeah, belt. that was cool. I wish the Pokes had put up a fight. That was bad that they yeah. just got run, off, run out of the building. But, uh, hey, it took long enough, Longhorns. My <laughs> gosh, you've been in the wilderness forever. Finally. <laughs> so as yes. they head out. But you got to give them credit. Sark, I thought it was a weird hire. He's he's put some great talent together. I mean, we the Bears didn't put up any fight this year. Uh, thank good Gundy tried. Gundy turned his – I thought K-State, you know, made a mistake in that game. They had a chance to take down the mighty Longhorns. Even Houston did. But they ran the gauntlet, and other than an OU team, they did a good job. So – Shout out to the horns. Shout out to uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, this thank is, you. I this uh, this segment is always good for my mental health. So thank <laughs> you for thank you for uh, doing that and and shedding light on something very important. I appreciate. Thank you. It. All right. Have a good afternoon. Okay, there she goes, folks.
off into the evening to do one of those big-time workouts, whether it be Zumba or yoga or whatever. She and Scott, they get with it. All right, uh, it's Matt Mosley's show. We're going to do some Campus Confidential. We'll do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the foundation, Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece, a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available, and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center. 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cnccollisioncenter.com and find them on Facebook. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hour service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer Boys.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, Jim Turner Chevrolet, thank you. Thank you. Uh, man, this is a highly popular segment. Usually happens at 440. We're changing a few things around today because we just had so much going on. Uh, we had the introductory uh, uh, press conference for Jake Spavital. That was fun. He and Dave came out, addressed the media, had a nice crowd there. It was a nice, I like the local flavor, you know. Sometimes the national, or I don't know if you call whatever you call the athletic, I guess it's kind of national. Sometimes they'll come, you know, running in or CBS. But this was just the the guys and and the women, of course. The uh, Nicole Shear Darby on the scene. Lots of great reporters are Chad. I saw Shaji shows up in a suit from Channel Eight. Um, man, it was good. Parker Ream was there, and and he's been uh, Aaron. Parker from Fox 44 was at the uh, ACC championship game the other night. Apparently, he's a huge Florida State guy, although he went to Mizzou. So it turns out that his parents both went to Florida State. He's kind of grown up on it. So I think that's fine. I think if your parents both went somewhere and you kind of grew up on it, even if you didn't go there, you can kind of claim it and get excited. But he was doing some weird stuff on Twitter the other night where he did the War Eagle hand signal which already kind of looks like a uh some kind of uh, interesting sign and then he started licking his fingers and i thought man that's a, is that something they do is that just something parker's doing i mean i hope it was in good taste but it was on twitter so it must have been I mean, aaron every, everything on twitter is it's in good taste all right it is uh, campus confidential aaron i would imagine <laughs> you could you want to start with uh Boy, Aaron, today I had a lot to say, but I irritated Aaron <laughs> and I right off the bat today, and he did not, and I'm fine with that. I irritate a lot of people. Uh, but I Aaron was Aaron is someone who thinks Florida State was wronged. And I totally respect that uh, position. But Aaron, where do you where do you want to start us off today? We will start with that. Florida State left out. Mm. of the college football playoff despite beating undefeated and ACC champion. And their coach, Mike Norvell, said he's, quote, disgusted and infuriated. Mm-hmm. His quote, it's not terribly long, it's, but I did want to read it because I, I, I really agree with almost every sentiment he, he's, he echoes. He said, quote, I'm disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because a small mm. group of people decided – they knew better than the results of the game. What is the point of playing games? 
you tell players it's okay to quit if someone goes down? Do you not play a senior on senior day for fear of injury? Where is the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? I think that sums it up about as well as I could. Well, I get it. And I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's completely unfair. You do everything you can. But now they do. I remember in the past, this committee, as, as, as ridiculous as this committee can be, they've been very upfront over the years about, like, looking at different teams and what their quarterback situations are and whether or not to put them in and all that. Um, they do take into consideration, like, if there's a quarterback hurt, if – but what what Norvell said that, that, that is so true, and I, or somebody else actually said this, um, I think Nicole Auerbach from uh, The Athletic, or maybe it was uh, – actually, it might have been Heather Denich from uh, ESPN, but they were, they were basically saying this kind of incentivizes lying about injuries. Why would you not right now keep, like Jordan Travis – off of those crutches, keep him away from everybody and be saying, hey, he's he's getting close to being ready. We think he would be ready for the playoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could totally lie about that. And, again, you would not be the first college team to lie about an injury, and that would totally hold weight with the um, committee. Oh, man, they could get him. What, what they couldn't get past is, you know, the defense was awesome against Louisville. Their offense was pathetic. I mean, you know, again, it, I don't. I hated that they kept bringing up the poor kid's name because, and he plays, you know, major college football. So I mean, we shouldn't be surprised about that. But it, I just felt bad for him because they kept saying, "Well, Brock, so and so, whatever that kid's name is, Aaron." Well, he threw for fifty-five yards passing. Are they the same team they are with uh, Jordan Travis? Not even close. Not by long. But they won every game. They won every game, and they played tough non-conference games. I mean, like. They were holding the schedule against them, but, I mean, they actually did try to go play people and, and played these non-conference Power 5 teams. They played a couple of them. Some of these teams go rolling into the season playing nobody. I see you, Michigan. I see you trying to sit down Jim Harbaugh against, like, whoever those teams were. You remember, Aaron, how much we were laughing? Like, what in the <laughs> world? Because... Michigan was supposed to have a deal with Texas, and for whatever reason, he either went away or maybe it's going to start in the future. I forget. But that that game went away, so they're not playing anybody. And, uh, yeah, it's – I hate it for Florida State, but, like, for our viewing enjoyment, um, uh, Michigan versus Alabama – um, and then, of course, with uh, with Texas and Washington, yeah, probably the best for our entertainment. Is that what this is supposed to be about? Probably not, but it does end up that way. Why do you think Baylor and TCU were left out of 2014? Now, of course, both of those teams were incredibly entertaining. Baylor put up huge numbers. TCU with Boykin put up huge numbers, but what were they not? They were not a blue blood. And could we blame some of this on TCU last year? We kind of can. We might be able to. <laughs> TCU goes in the championship game and, and is just an absolute no-show. They, they had a great victory over Michigan, and they embarrassed themselves against Georgia. 
and they get beat 65 to 7. And the and it got everybody back to thinking in that mindset of we need the big dogs. We need all big dogs in the final in the college football playoff. Now, Florida State is a big dog. Let's not act like that's not a huge brand, but they don't have they basically they 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 you know, but they held it against them that they don't have their great quarterback, Jordan Travis. And what a bummer. What a bummer for all involved. So I can, from a viewer standpoint, I think I'm kind of happy about who's playing. From a, but I totally empathize and get while everybody's mad. I think that's, I think it's, I think it's so unfair in a lot of ways. But next year, we'll have 12 teams, and there's no way you would keep Florida State out, even with, you know, bad quarterbacking. All right, Aaron, what else? Uh, and feel free to rebut that if you'd like but uh oh gosh we're, we're having to be a little quicker Aaron get yeah do whatever you want here if you have one more story yeah I was just uh a couple of things both the Baylor men and women now ranked uh-huh. in the top 10 Baylor moves men move up to number six the Baylor women are number 10 in the latest polls and the transfer portal opened yesterday and it was a floodgate as everybody expected so many big names uh the two biggest today Ohio State courting uh starting quarterback Kyle McCord and Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel, he was not the only Sooner to enter the portal. There were like six or seven others, so they've had a bad day so far. Yeah, I mean, the Sooners will spend some money in the portal. They'll, you know, they'll, one day it looks awful. They'll have a bunch of people come in, and we'll be talking about how they've done well in the deal, but uh, they have they have had some trouble there. I did see Aaron also, Caleb Williams, will not play in the bowl game, not shocking at all. And uh, um, and there, it led to some trivia. Did I send that to you, Aaron? I thought that was a funny trivia question. You about, did. Like, I didn't know the answer. <laughs> the only coach to win a bowl game with Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner. Is that the right, is that the right trivia question? Um, mm-hmm. And... Aaron, I tell you what. Why don't we turn that into our uh, letter? Let we'll, when we'll share who wins in a while, but we'll turn that into our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. Schmaltz's, the greatest sandwich in all the land. Um, the uh, uh, if you know the answer to that trivia question, who's the only coach to win a bowl game uh, with Caleb Williams? And think closely on this one. This is kind of a fun one, so kind of you got to think outside the box a little bit. You'll get two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's if you get this correct. It's 254-662-1660 if you have the answer. 254-662-1660. All right, we'll do a little more uh, on some college stuff, on some portal, and then we'll get right back into we got Scott Drew Coming up, the Baylor head basketball coach, a head men's basketball coach, coming up uh, at 4.30. That's all coming up next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why is the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? 
I guess my house needs the foundation, Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at The Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctor is just like old Santa Claus. Just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> it's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktail open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m., and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub. Located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle, it is the Element Waco Hotel, and ask about our discounted rates for November and December. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, Scott Drew 
will be joining us at 4.30. And uh, that'll be good because we got big games coming up. Uh, the Bears do Seton Hall at uh, Farrell Center uh, tomorrow. And that's uh, that's big. And uh, that's kind of exciting to think about. And we got, uh, well, I mean, I think I know who's doing that game. And so that's kind of fun. We may, uh, we may try to track down Pete. Uh, but uh, that's going to be, uh, that's gonna be, there's going to be a lot to that and a lot to visit with. And then, of course, the Bears will get ready. They've got the 16th, I believe it is, they're in uh, Detroit uh, versus the Spartans. And then it's to uh, Madison Square Garden, Duke. So, I mean, it's like the the Titans, the, some of the all-time most famous coaches. And then I got to remember to ask Scott, I think he, I need to listen to the episode, but um, he was on with Coach K's Sirius XM show the other day. Uh, and I saw some pictures of that being taped. And I think that would be a lot of fun to see what, uh, see what Scott talked about with Coach K, and, and uh, they've become pretty good friends. And, uh, and that'll be fun. Baylor versus Duke on December 20th. And um, we will, we're going to have a big time in uh, New York. And uh, I'll be there uh, on the scene for that. Now, Aaron, we have been uh, monitoring the portal um, because – there are uh, Baylor players going into it, and there are – boy, the Sooners are having a tough day in the portal. They're not getting them. They're losing them. And uh, all that is uh, happening as we speak. The portal officially opened today. Today's December 4th, and so it's everybody's portaling. We've already been hearing reports of it, but it's official. Shapin is official. Drake Dabney, the Baylor uh, tight ends official. But the good news is the Bears are getting lots of announcements of people staying. Boy, up and down this roster, especially on defense, tons of guys have decided to stay and give this thing another go. I think I even saw Richard Reese uh, say that. So I think what's happening is this new offense coordinator's come in. He's meeting with a lot of people. They're excited about what he's going to try to do, the downfield or the downhill running game that uh, he has. And he's had some great backs and people putting up huge numbers. And so that's going to be good. Aaron, give us a, a quick hit on uh, a couple of headlines, including some of the uh, some of the portal stuff. Sure. Uh, probably the biggest news you talked about, Oklahoma and uh, having players enter the transfer portal, the biggest one out of that group is their starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. They're not alone in that. <laughs> Just about everybody in the country starting quarterback, it seems like, has entered the transfer portal, including Ohio State and uh, just too many other schools to mention. Baylor. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's been a lot of them. And expect more because I don't think that uh, – is it Malik Murphy, the quarterback at Texas, the backup quarterback at Texas. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. I don't think there's any chance he stays at Texas, but I th um, could be wrong. But mm. it, it's already been reported that Quinn Ewers is going to come back next year. They'll still have Arch Manning because he's not going anywhere. So expect to see even more big name quarterbacks in yeah. the portal. I, 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 after the game, uh, see, I saw what you're talking about with Ewers. 
but it was kind of interesting because there was kind of an official report last week. Yeah, he's going to come back. And then after what happens is if he has a great semifinal and he continues to play really well, he put up huge numbers against Oklahoma State, and it looks like he might be a first-rounder, he's coming out. He's leaving. I mean, I, I, I think he will. I really do think he will. Even though he could make a lot of – it's not – college football is not quite like college basketball yet where people can make so much money that they stay. Generally, if you got a chance and you're going to go in the NFL and you could be a top 10 to 15 pick as a quarterback, you got to go. You got to go. You don't want to wait to make that money because that is a different level, even at Texas, a place that uh, pays huge uh, NIL money. But I think uh, Ewers changed his tune a little bit after the game the other day. He was just like, hey, I'm just focused on winning a national championship. I'm not, I don't have a decision on that. All right. That was way less definitive than something we heard just a few days before that. Aaron, anything else before we get ready for uh, Scott Drew? In men's basketball, did you see or read about the TCU Georgetown game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I saw it and I and I, I even thought at the time I thought that would be a fun call for us to play for people because the. Whoever was doing that game might have been on Fox. I think it was on Fox. Had a really fun call on that. But Aaron, walk us through uh, what what happened that allowed uh, TCU to pull that one out. TCU was trailing eighty three to eighty one. Emmanuel Miller had the ball as time was expiring. He kind of uh, the defender kind of uh, forced him to the outside uh, at the top of the circle, and then. To the right of the court, and uh, as he was uh, right after he accidentally stepped out of bounds, he heaved up a desperation three that went in. It counted, and TCU won the game because the refs did not see him step out yeah. of bounds, and it's not a reviewable play. And yeah, even though they could see it afterwards, yeah. they could. Yeah, you can't review that, and it really does seem like a shame for Georgetown. TCU loves it, of course, in the. Uh, the announcer, after he hit it, and he hit it off the board or something, and, it, and uh, I mean, it was a fun-looking play, and the announcer got way into it. I thought it was a good call, uh, especially around Christmas time, and he says, uh, oh, he says, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And, I mean, it was, <laughs> and, he, and it really worked. Like, usually, sometimes those things feel forced, and in the moment, the way he did it was kind of fun. It kind of cool. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, look it up. Emmanuel Miller with the huge shot. All right, uh, Scott Drew returns to the Matt Mosley Show. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must 
must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Mosley's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosley, a call, 254 749 1648 or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Free diamonds at Diamore Fine Jewelers. Receive free half carat, high quality, lab grown diamond study rings with $6.99 or more purchase. Free while supplies last. Act fast. Offer available for a limited time only. Diamore Fine Jewelers. Adding extra sparkle to your holidays at 4541 West Waco Drive. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'll just Matt Mosley the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, joined by Scott Drew right now. And uh, Scott, hope all is uh, well for you. And uh, as you get ready for a big game against Seton Hall, doesn't that bring back memories when you think of Seton Hall, like when we were kids, uh, Andrew Gaze comes to mind. PJ Carlissimo. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yep. that's a, that's a legendary program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I told somebody. An- Andrew Gaze is not walking through that door. But what was that huge game we remember? Was it Rumil 
Robinson for Michigan, yeah, uh, yeah, was, making uh, those huge free throws or something. Yeah, yeah. A, a Seton Hall, uh, Michigan, and yeah. great, great game. Um, I, I, I can tell you though, uh, um, anytime you play a, a school with tradition like Seton Hall has, you know they're going to be successful. And their coach, Shane Holloway, I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play uh, um, back in the day for them, and and. He's done a great job in uh, uh, recruiting a veteran squad. And uh, this will be with us. We start now uh, Big East, then we go uh, uh, Big Ten, then we go ACC. So three great tests for us. And uh, if anyone doesn't have plans for tomorrow, we need the Baylor family in the Farrell Center. 8 p.m. Big 12 Big East Challenge is 4-3 to three right now in favor of the Big 12. And we need to defend home court. Now, Jerome came out today and said he didn't like this challenge. Uh, I don't know if anybody's made you aware of this, uh, the Big East Big 12 Challenge. Now, I used to not like these things during the middle of the season. Uh, I kind of got turned around on it because it's kind of fun, the SEC Challenge and all that stuff that you all would do. I kind of started to like it. Um, has it grown on you over the years, and, and where are you on the, the Big East Big 12? Do you – Agree with Jerome, or do you kind of uh, do you kind of enjoy and embrace this thing? Well, uh, we we always tell our players control what you can control, and since we're mm-hmm. playing the challenge, our job is to win and represent the Big Twelve to the best of our ability. Um, at the same time, if you're asking challenges overall, um, I, I think every every situation is a unique uh, um, choice, like a. a uh, when the SEC and us tried to make it a special day with all the media attention, I think uh, the way we did that, you got bigger bang for your buck than you do now when people play on different days. I think it's easier to follow a challenge when um, everybody's playing over one day or two days and you keep up with it. When it gets spaced out, you lose the buzz, the excitement. And if you're going to do a challenge, you want to do a challenge where um, you get maximum exposure, that's for sure. All right, I like that. A little more diplomatic uh, than Jerome, but I, I do. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh, uh, I like that explanation there. Now, what do you think of the of the, the CFP, uh, the football? You're a football fan. Your staff, y'all watch these things. I mean, uh, you were kind of having peeking over there to see, you know, what was going on. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama. Do you feel like? Um, Florida State. I mean, obviously, you got to feel bad for Florida State. But what did you think about what the uh, committee came up with? Well, I, I can tell you that uh, the great thing is that our sport—if you win, you're in. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. uh, you win your conference championship, you get the automatic bid. Uh, uh, you're good. I, I I feel for any team that goes undefeated and doesn't have a chance to continue their season for a national championship. So, um, but I. Uh, if, if the, if the true thing is who are the best four teams, uh, one thing I try to do is I try to never give opinions unless I got all the numbers and analytics and facts. So I haven't researched it, studied it. Uh, but I am happy, uh, uh, at the end of the day, we got a big 12 team in there right now. And, um, uh, you got to cheer for your conference at this particular time. And, uh, I know you have four really good teams. I, I do think out of the recent history, um, this is exactly why they're expanding the, uh, the playoffs because um, you, when, when teams have seasons like Florida State, 
they deserve to be in. And normally, one-loss teams um, uh, uh, that that come from like Ohio State situation, Georgia's situation, they have a great chance to be in. So, I mean, this would have been a great year to have 12 teams, no doubt about it. All right, Baylor number six in the rankings. You'll keep moving up. Um, it's got to be, I mean, you're used to it. It's not that you haven't been up there many times in the past, but it is kind of funny how these market corrections take place. You all keep winning. You had the November like you had, and now they've got you. They've moved you up to uh, number six. Big 12 really looks good right now. It's like two, three, six. I mean, even Porter's hanging in there like 19, but there are five or six teams in there. What, what does it mean to your players right now to be number six? Is it something you all talk about, like with the players, and you celebrate a little bit, or do you not pay too much attention to it? Uh, no attention to it from the standpoint. Uh, we know that uh, you're only as good as your last game, and we want, we're, inter- we're interested in the end-of-the-year rankings and not mm-hmm. uh, the middle of the year. Now, um, uh, when you are ranked number one, that is a little different. <laughs> so, uh, and, and we've done that four times since 2017. So uh, I think that's always, always the goal. Um, and uh, as long as you keep winning, you give yourself a chance for that. Uh, but the most important thing is building to win the last game and uh, giving yourself a, a chance to do that. And uh, if you look at future Big 12 teams, throw Arizona in there. So, I mean, uh, you can see uh, um, number one ranked conference on the net in, uh, in Palm Analytics. And uh, once again, the Big 12 looks just like it always does, really tough. And uh, with us, um, I mean, each and every night you look and you see upsets on the ticker. And it doesn't matter what conference or who. And uh, credit our guys for showing up, playing every night, and thus far being successful. Number one right now, Scott Drew, in offensive efficiency. You you were number one in the country last year. I mean, it, it's kind of uh, amazing to to keep doing this. What's the what's the biggest reason for that? Would you say you got three new? Uh, guards um, starting for you. I mean, it's kind of amazing to switch them out, but there you're still up there at number one. What do you credit that to the most? Well, I think uh, uh, first and foremost, it's the players get a lot of the credit, uh, if not all of it, from the standpoint. They're the ones that uh, have to uh, make the buckets and make the passes, run the offense. Um, but uh, I, I think our staff deserves a lot of credit, uh, assistant coaches and uh, the recruitment of student athletes that want to be here, want to be great teammates, play the right way. And what I mean the right way is just share the ball and be unselfish. And uh, you, you, the last 12 years, um, 11 out of the 12 years going into this season, we had top 25 offenses, six out of the last nine top 25 defenses. So it uh, doesn't matter who we brought in. Um, uh, uh, the guys that have come have put the team first and, They've, they've listened and worked hard to get better, and uh, the fan support they get uh, has allowed us to be successful. So hopefully that, that continues. But, uh, uh, I mean, you look at it, one thing I didn't mention, three out of the last four Novembers being undefeated, that's a great uh, uh, um, stat, especially in today's day and age where you have so much turnover. And I think uh, uh, um, uh, the Baylor family deserves a lot of credit because – a lot of times in November, uh, fans are still focused on football, and we've had great turnouts to where we've been able to 
to win at home and on the road and um, fans show up at tournaments and uh, you, you have to have that to win. So uh, hopefully we keep, we keep that up uh, right now. We're six best offensive rebounding teams. So uh, you are going to miss shots. You want to be able to get them when you miss them and defensively uh, 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 we're climbing uh, last game. We were 53 before the game. And when the game finished, we were 44 or 42. And I think uh, uh, currently I think we're 44 because it changes each day by the teams you play, how they do, how other teams do. But uh, this team, we know uh, we, we have more youth than a lot of people. I mean, we start two freshmen and you, you, you play a game tomorrow night and um, Seton Hall's got five seniors starting. They don't bring in anyone that's not a senior until they get to the bench. So, uh, and, and the seniors nowadays aren't just four-year guys, they're fifth and six-year guys. So uh, our team's really done a great job in blending and playing well together, even though we have some youth. What does Seton Hall do? You know, it seems like they're a big-time offensive rebounding team. Uh, how much of a priority of that is in, in practice and in the film sessions, and is that something they seem to take a lot of pride in? Well, they, they have a, a, a big man, Betty Aku, who is the leading offensive rebounder in the Big East and six in the nation. So uh, he he's pretty prolific. We had to do a great job blocking him out and – uh, making things uh, hard for him to get offensive rebounds and easy putbacks. But it's a typical uh, uh, Big East team. I mean, uh, uh, Coach Holloway does a great job getting him uh, to play really hard. And um, uh, the physical, they're mature. And the older you get, the more you're used to the physicality and the rigors of, of Division One. So uh, this, is a, this is a Big East, Big 12 uh, uh, battle. And uh, you got to be on point to be successful. What about Ray J? Uh, Twenty-four points against Florida. The float game, the post-up game. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember players in the past, uh, guard like that, a point guard especially, who could go down there and post up people uh, like him. Um, it's kind of a special trait. Um, I mean, it just—it's—it's it's really you got some uncommon players on this team, but man, he, he loves to do it. And what is he six, two? I mean, I guess, uh, something like that, but he's, he's, he knows how to, he knows how to operate down there. Well, I think, uh, the common trait is, uh, each player brings a lot of talent and ability, but the fact that, uh, uh, fundamentally sound and great teammates, uh, allow them to share the ball, operate in space. And Ray J's, a uh, an old school throwback guard of, uh, Mark Jackson days. Um, Jared Butler used to be pretty good with his spin move uh, uh, in the post as well. But uh, um, I know I know uh, uh, Villanova's made it popular too with their guards uh, uh, posting. But uh, Ray J's really really uh, proficient around uh, uh, ten foot and in. Um, but if if you don't have great players around him that space the floor, then you don't have room to operate. So again, everything we do. Uh, it never comes down to just one player. It's everybody working well together and allowing each other to be successful. All right. And uh, Drexel and Penn have beaten Villanova recently. Have you noticed that? Should they stop playing Philadelphia-based teams? I mean, that is well, – uh, well, when you... <laughs> well, we just need them to lose one more in this uh, Big East Big 12 Challenge in Manhattan. So, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're but right. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't 
matter. I mean, every night you look last night, what was it? Southern Mississippi state. I mean, every night it seems like there's, there's an upset and that's, that's parody in college basketball. These guys have a point guard that can post up as well. Is that what I was uh, seeing the uh, Seton hall? Yeah, they, they, they have a, uh, a point guard at six foot six, six foot seven, very similar to uh, the Nichols uh, uh, player. Number 15 that, did a great job at six 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 seven leading him in assists, um, but but Richmond somebody that's a, a really skilled talented player that uh, is is an offensive mismatch from the standpoint most most point guards aren't six seven and are six six and long and 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 good around the rim so uh, we're gonna have our, our work cut out the seventy five percent of their points come in the paint and on free throws so. Um, we got to do a good job uh, uh, keeping them off free throw line and away from getting easy. All right, we do. Are we doing any kind of Christmas uh, theme or anything over there at the Feral? I mean, we're having to say goodbye to the Feral soon. I'm starting to get a little tear thinking about it. And we're not going to. At least they're not going to dynamite the place. Volleyball still do some good things over there, but uh, that is it. I mean, you had a lot of fun history there in these last few games. I would imagine it's kind of special to you. You're excited about, you know, Foster need to get a great home court advantage. But the Farrell, in its own way, you know, has been has been great to the Bears over the years. It, it sure has. But uh, uh, right now, so focused on Seton Hall, I think the last game in the Farrell, it'll it'll really dial in and hit us all. Um, but right now, it's just another home game, and and we're undefeated at home this year. I think we're tied for the nation's longest win streak. So we need the Baylor family out tomorrow. Uh, uh, and we can definitely use uh, uh, their support to help us be successful in this challenge. Hey, I was surprised you didn't take Jacoby Walter or you didn't bring him back in that game against Florida when he had four fouls. I mean, I, I thought that was interesting and he seemed to handle it beautifully. Mm-hmm. But most potential, I mean, he is going to be a superstar and he already is mm-hmm. in some ways. Yet you did not bring him back in that game. A part of it was Langston, Jalen, others were. I mean, Langston especially as a guard was playing great. Um, how, what was going through your mind, you know, in that game? Because again, when you have a player of that magnitude, you normally are going to bring that player back in at some point. You did not, and quite honestly, it surprised me a little bit. But uh, but again, he seemed to handle it fine. Well, I think that that's part of what makes him such an outstanding teammate and player is his intangibles and the fact that if he was an eye guy, uh, he wouldn't be uh, uh, the player or teammate that he is, which, again, makes him special. And um, one of the toughest things is first half, he got in foul trouble at late, and then second half, he never really had a rhythm uh, to, get, to get back into the game. And uh, it's hard if you've sat that long and then you come in and then you have to, to, to perform. And the team was on a run. And, and um, normally when, when things are going well, uh, you don't sub. If things aren't going well, you tend to sub more. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the game, you need to sub for rest. But um, the goal is always to win the game. And it's really hard to sit, come back into a game that you've been out of for so long in the second half and be effective, let alone play aggressively when – you had two back-to-back fouls called that, that that make you humanistically not be aggressive and be passive. And uh, in the last two, three minutes of the game, that's that's not – I mean, so 
part of it is to, to it's just the team dynamic. And uh, mm-hmm. if he would have gone back in, uh, I'm sure he would have done a great job. And at the same time, uh, the five guys out there did a great job and uh, finished the game well. And uh, if it wasn't for Ford hitting a couple <laughs> uh, a couple deep shots at the end, we'd even won by more. So my point is um, some games, things just work out that way. And uh, I think it goes back to what makes this a, 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 a good team and a special team is they're more concerned with winning than they are their numbers or their, their, their production. And if, as long as we maintain that, then our depth becomes mm-hmm. a strength because if you only have one or two weapons, and they're off, then you're off. And if you got a, a, a handful uh, or, or great depth, you can have bad nights and and still be able to win games because you got other guys to pick you up. Mm-hmm. They're most excited about sacks getting into games and launching threes. I honestly think your your team gets more excited <laughs> about that now. Than- I think, yeah, I think the nickname has gone to buckets. But like, even let's let's look let's look at him. He three years he hadn't scored. He scores. The players on the bench called the play that he hits his first bucket. The next game, the players call the play that he hits his next bucket. So this back to back games. This last game, he has a good one, misses. But the next time down, he could have taken a bad shot just to get a shot. But he played the right way and had a great pass. And then Kale got an one. And it just shows you, again, everybody's worried about playing the right way and not being selfish or worried about points or because that all takes care of itself. And the most important thing is, is to get wins uh, and, and play the right way so we keep improving. All right, last thing, how was Coach K doing the other day? Somebody told me you were – I think I saw like a, a photograph of you uh, uh, taping something with, uh, with Coach K. Uh, you all really uh, – uh, become pretty good friends, it seems like, over the years. How was, uh, how was that? What was, was Coach K grilling you as usual? Nah, nah. Yeah, Co- Co- Coach K, what I've always admired about him is uh, he's, he's never been too busy to give back or help. And when we won the national championship, he had uh, uh, given some really good advice for how to, how to approach the next year. And, um, I've, I've appreciated his accessibility and his his desire to want to help. And uh, again, he's done it not only in the college level, but with the Olympic teams and um, uh, man, it's achieved so much, but given back. And uh, I even remember uh, um, uh, as, as a young head coach uh, at, at Valpo, like one of the first meetings I was at, and he was always involved in committees and different things, trying to make our game better. And I just always uh, uh, respected that because um, he's somebody that's given back, uh, and not everybody does that. All right. Well, you'll get to see. Isn't that funny to play against uh, Shire? And we all remember that game where uh, you guys almost made it to the Final Four, should have. We still know about that call that was, uh, yeah, rough call at the end of yeah. that one in Houston. Hey, we, we, that was we, one of we, 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 yeah. We just want to make sure he's not back in the game because I still got nightmares <laughs> from that, that team that won the game. <laughs> I see Nolan sometimes. He must be coaching yeah. somewhere too. Yeah, and then I don't know what Kyle's doing. You know, the guy who played in the NBA for a while. I'm not sure what he's up to, but I he's th- probably th- those still getting buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and then the big dude that was involved in that play. It, what Zubek. was that guy's name? Zub- Zubek. 
Zubek. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I still have nightmares about <laughs> about that. But that's okay. We've won a national title since then. It's okay. And we'll face them in Madison Square Garden on the on the uh, 20th. Scott, always uh, fun, and uh, we had a lot to catch up on there, but uh, really appreciate you doing that. Good luck uh, tomorrow night. Seton Hall, the Big East Challenge, uh, the Big 12, as uh, Baylor tries to represent the Big 12 and give them a commanding lead. All right, Scott, have a great one. Hey, you going to be here tomorrow? You know, I'm always I'm always lurking. I I would have a hard time not attending That's what that. I need to hear. That's what I yeah. needed to hear. All right. Yes. <laughs> you guys take care. Thanks for all you do, Matt. You bet. You bet. There you go, Scott Drew, the Baylor Bears, and um, yeah, got that one. They've got uh, Michigan State. That's going to be uh, the 16th in Detroit, and sometime around then we'll talk to Scott again. Uh, the one at Madison Square Garden against duke aaron had the uh the rankings earlier aaron pretty good and he brought it up arizona um that was uh that was kind of that's kind of interesting to see arizona way up there i mean just the all the the new teams that are coming in and and i did not expect to be seeing this from byu now university of texas is at number 12 all right we'll say goodbye to them after this season but Boy, BYU, I mean, that that's a team that's kind of hung around with Gonzaga. They almost beat them every once in a while. They beat them like once a decade or something, but they look good. They look pretty good. Boy, if you're not, but Houston's way up there. What is it, Aaron? Uh, I think Kansas is two, Houston three, Baylor six. The Longhorns uh, check in at number 12. And uh, and then boy BYU and um, OU, that that one's hard to believe. Aaron is that Porter has the Sooners in the top twenty. Uh, that is uh, that is unexpected, but uh, <laughs> very exciting uh, as we now we'll let you hear in the five o'clock hour. We're going to let you hear from Baylor's new offensive coordinator. They introduced him today. We're going to play some of it. We'll react to some of the things. Uh, that uh, Jake Spavital has to say. This is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting. Now, Aaron, real quick, because I don't want to forget about this. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to get your take. Lady Bears are now number ten in the country. I saw something on social media that indicated you were in the building. You were at the Farrell Center, seventy-one uh, fifty-one. Now, again, I I looked at some of the numbers. They distribute the ball, you know, pretty well. Um, I, what stood out to you? I mean, it seemed like in this game, like the defense really worked. And so uh, Nikki says she does not want to be known as just a great offensive team, or she wants to be kind of an elite all around team. Aaron, what, uh, what about this team grabs your attention? They, uh, they defended extremely well. Um, they, Baylor defensively dominated the Oregon guards. Oregon had two posts, uh, one about 6'2", 6'3", the other about 6'6", 6'7", and uh, that was pretty much their whole offense, the 6'6", 3", I can't remember her name, but she was most of their offense. I hate to sound like that guy, but first half, the officiating, and I know that sounds strange in a blowout, wasn't great, probably should have been an even 
larger margin of victory, but they played really well. Uh, they had to face the zone the whole game, and they did a good job of moving the ball around and, and, and breaking down the zone. And defensively, they were just lights out. I mean, they were able to do a really great job of defending all the height that Oregon had in the post. And like I said, uh, the Baylor guards just dominated the Oregon guards. They couldn't do anything. The, the Oregon coach, Aaron, is kind of interesting. They get beat by 20. And she says after the game, she said, I told the team in the locker room that I'm really proud of them. I thought we played pretty good basketball. Two areas we talked about going to the game, reiterated after the game, I thought it was the difference. you got to take care of the ball. So must have had some turnovers. Mm-hmm. you got to limit them. And Aaron talked about the really good defense. You've got to limit them to one shot. Two areas we didn't do well tonight. And both areas hurt us. And that was Bears did haul in 18 offensive rebounds. Yeah, I was about to say that was one thing I didn't mention. I forgot about Despite the huge height advantage that Oregon had, Baylor dominated the offensive glass. It was really nice to watch. Okay, okay. Well, that was uh, that's interesting. I, I just um, uh, the, uh, the Ducks report, Aaron, I was just reading like what Oregon said about the game. And I kind of almost admire the fact that they wrote this whole long story about a game in which they lost 71 to 51 in Waco. And they did not mention a single player for the Bears. <laughs> now that that is that's goducks.com. That is a team centric website. That's next level home. Like <laughs> the great Jerry Hill, when he sits down to do a Baylor insider, um, I mean, he's he's talking about both teams. He's seeing, he's saying what like tomorrow night he'll be talking about what Seton Hall did and who their best player was. Let's let's watch for that player, Aaron Richmond, Richmond. Okay, he is a guy that's going to go down there and post up. Oh man, that is uh, I like that, Aaron. I like when you're at the games and can give us those. Boy, Scott was he was he's on me, Aaron. If I don't show up, if I'm not in the in the feral tomorrow, I'm in I'm in big trouble. What time's this game start? Oh, it's eight. I think it's on our air. Uh as always, ESPN Central Texas. Um Baylor versus Seton Hall. I found that a little bit interesting, Aaron. I know we need to go, but that Scott, I thought he made a good point about the big East. Scott generally, even though he he can say anything he wants because he's one of the better coaches in the country. I th- I kind of liked what he said about the Big East Challenge. He didn't he didn't do like Jerome and say, "Hey, I hate I hate it and doesn't really do anything for us." But he he did kind of say, and I, I agree with this. If you do it on one day, you can you know you can really give it some press and get excited about it. Over a few days. It doesn't really have much pizzazz. Like, I just keep forgetting that it's even a thing. Like, by the time Baylor plays, Aaron, that TCU buzzer beater would have happened, it feels like forever ago. Right. I guess it just happened yesterday. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like 8 o'clock tomorrow night, and then that game took place in Georgetown. I wonder if Georgetown's any good or if they're bad. I mean, they got a good coach now. I think they got that Ed Cooley. That is a program that used to be great. And they just can't get it back to what it was. Kind of a little bit like Indiana, although Indiana has been a little bit. I mean, Georgetown's just been awful for a lot of years. Indiana's had some decent moments. All right, let's let you meet 
the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Yes, they have a new one. And Jake Spavital is his name. I spent time with him today, Aaron. I sat up on the front row, and he and he he locked in. I mean, he's had some good training. He's had some good training media-wise. I mean, he just sat there and I mean, major eye contact. I almost wanted to look around. He's like Jerry. Jerry Jones is like a huge – he'll zero in on one media member and do some major eye contact. Aaron, I didn't know if he just thought my glasses look weird – or he was just a really good eye contact guy. He was but thinking, we'll let you... who is this hippie? <laughs> What's that? The I was thinking, who is this hippie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had my regular, though, on. I didn't have the sunglasses on for once. I had my regular glasses on. Um, we'll let you hear from Coach Spavital. We'll do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Drop it off in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck right there on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute these toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at Imperial Drive in Waco. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower. First Central Credit Union pays 5% APY on your checking account. There's no penalty in this game. Get great returns while having complete access to your cash. Get in motion with First Central's reward checking that refines ATM fees nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature that pays you too. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and qualifications apply. APY annual percentage yield. Member NCUA. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley. And uh, appreciate all our fine sponsors on this show. Uh, early December day and I'll tell you what we're going to do this hour we're going to we're going to let you hear a lot from the new offensive coordinator you'll also hear some questions of Dave Aranda but this is a big hire uh, Jake Spavital is coming in um, Bears uh, th- this is uh, Mac Rhodes just decided I know the fan base is ready to move on. I know this was a miserable, horrible season, but we just have too much invested in Dave Aranda and who he is and what he's about, and we're going to kind of keep going down this path. Now, again, I was, I thought they should have moved on, but now that they haven't, man, I'm hoping it goes extremely well. Spavital is very interesting. He's, he's had some good numbers. He runs a good offense. Uh, he's a spread, up-tempo guy. This is Air Raid. This is Dana Holgerson. This is from the Mike Leach tree. All right? I don't think he coached for Mike, but he was around everybody that had been with Mike. Holgerson was there almost from day one with Mummy and Mike Leach. Um, and And so he comes from that group. He's only 38, but he's... Already been an OC for a long time. He's been a head coach, and Baylor needs it, and they need him to be a home run hire. And he's gonna—I mean, they're gonna—he's gonna have to just be like a head coach of offense. I mean, it's gonna be a lot all on him. I mean, Dave's gonna oversee things, but Dave's got his hands full. This man's running the defense, gonna run the room. He's basically gonna be the defensive coordinator, call the plays, everything. It is all on Dave on that side of the ball. It's all on Spavital on this other side of the ball on the offense. Let's. Uh, we've already we had already started hearing some of this earlier in the program. 
We'll pick it back up. Uh, and uh, and this is Jake Spavital and Dave Aranda, and then you'll hear the media. You may even hear me get involved here in a little bit, uh, asking some questions of uh, Coach Spavital. Here it is. Jake, welcome to Waco. Uh, can you take us a little through those conversations that you had with, with Dave, you know, before the – you were officially hired, and, and what specifically attracted you to, to Baylor and, and to Dave? Yeah, like starting with Baylor, like, you know, just watching from afar, I've gone up against Baylor six times in my career. You know, I'm, a, I'm from Oklahoma. I'm a, a Big 12 guy, you know, and, uh, and just watching the, the commitment to, you know, facilities and resources and just how they've built this program, uh, you know, and there's a lot attributed to coach. You know, I'm just looking at the university. It's a, a solid foundation with a lot of great people and and when coach called me and his the reputation that he's had like I was saying um you know, like I'm at a point in my career where I'm not just searching for jobs. You know, it's about the people. It's uh, I'm married now. I got a five and a six year old. Uh, it's very important to me. And uh, Coach Aranda has been great. You know, just on you know talking with my family and myself and uh, very comforting. You know, and um, you know I wanted to be very respectful in the process as well. You know, being a former head coach at one point. You know, I understand that a lot of times when you call guys, they can use that for leverage at their other spots. And uh, I did not want to do that. You know, I want wanted to be efficient and quick with it and um, when he was uh, you know went through the feelers of all the other coaches that were probably uh, out there um, for this job and um, when he when we got to the process of all right hey we're going to move in your direction um, I wanted to be very courteous of what I was going to do and, and move forward with it and fired up to work for a guy like coach Aranda and just uh, the reputation as you guys already know it's uh, it's a pretty strong reputation in this profession. Hey, Jake. Parker Reem, Fox 44. Nice to, nice to see you again. I think we did a Zoom call like two years ago uh, <laughs> with you at Texas State. Uh, just kind of wanted to go back to your opening comments about being here to kind of help win, you know, turn around this program. A lot of pressure to kind of turn around an offense that struggled last year. How do you kind of deal with that coming in and turning around programs? It seems like that's kind of what you've done as offensive coordinator in your career. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not – I don't think this is really a turnaround. I just think it's here to help with uh, with the offensive side of the football, uh, the offensive side. And, and uh, you know, it's I'm, – I'm always very uh, – you know, cordial of, in terms of not coming in here and with my hair on fire and, you know, just trying to make decisions. I'm always about just, you know, understanding the direction and the culture that coach has created and and uh, you figure out what he believes in and what the team believes in and, and how they handle themselves and then you build off of that. Um, you know, like I've said before, like uh, uh, very fortunate to be around a lot of great offensive minds and players that uh, uh, have really evolved my game um, from an offensive perspective uh, because I, I do think the game's changed a lot. You know, I think tight ends are used a lot more, and and uh, we used to be back in the day just a spread air raid system where no one knew how to defend it. Now everybody's doing it, and everybody knows how to defend it. So you got to get more creative. And and um, you know, coach is bringing me in here to to help on that offensive side of the ball, where uh, he's been a pro style, and uh, he wants to go to a spread system. And uh, I've been a part of that transition. And uh, you know, you've got to understand what personnel you have, and you adapt to what they can do. And uh, that's what fires me up as well. Like it's just like just to get on the grass and just see what they're capable of doing. And uh, and it's mainly just to keep the vision the same. Uh, there will be a lot of discussions with Coach on terms of what he wants and, and how he looks at things. And and uh, it's up to me to, to get the ball moving in that direction and put up some points. 
Jake, David Smoke, 365 Sports. Have you already had time or have you had time to look at the personnel? Some are coming back, some are not. Have you had time and how does that affect what you do immediately on the recruiting trail? Yeah, fortunately I've been up against these guys, you know, recently. <laughs> you know, so um, I have a pretty good idea, but in today's ever-changing climate of college football, you know, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Like, you know, as you guys saw, you wake up this morning and, you know, the whole country is, you know, moving and shaking and, and ESPN in alerts are hitting your phone and you know so um, it's more about like what I see is that there's not much attrition at this school compared to most you know and that's just that's a compliment to coach Aranda and the culture that he's created here so you're allowed to really just kind of look at what we currently have which I have looked at a few of these guys um, I do think there is there's pieces in place to be successful here I truly do and I do think that the spread system um, you don't have to be perfect all the time and um, and it, it allows these guys to play more freely and openly and uh, that that's something that where you may not be the most talented person but you can have a lot of success in this system and um, you know, like there will be a lot of moving and shaking, as I've said, over the next, you know, month. But, um, you know, once it like solidifies down, you know, we'll have a pretty good direction on what we're going to go from a personnel standpoint. Coach, you. Right. Uh, this will be interesting to see. I He acted like that because of the lack of attrition and a lot of people staying, that he didn't think there'll be that much change. Uh, we do know Baylor's out in the portal. Uh, there are reports today that they're in on a, a Boise State transfer, a Central Michigan transfer. Of course, they're one of several teams, but they are out there looking at quarterbacks with Blake Shapin officially today going into the portal. I, I like, I think it's really important, a point he made about, and this is what the spread allows and is, is, there were some things that needed to happen in Jeff Grimes' offense, and obviously the personnel, I mean, they just struggled mightily on both sides of the ball. We're trying to make this all about offense, but the defense was awful this year. But on offense, um, the spread does allow you. They're going to try to play faster. They're going to try to go tempo. And, and basically what he's saying is whatever the personnel is, I mean, with the ball coming out like it is and with some of what they're trying to accomplish, maybe there's not so much perfection as far as, uh-oh, guy missed his block. Uh-oh, he didn't, you know, one guy at the point of attack, one guy got beat. There, there's, there's some things set up. The other thing, and you'll hear, he'll talk more about it, but the running game is a huge part of what he does. That's the evolution of Air Raid is that Mike Leach – was hell-bent on doing the same thing, replicating it a million times, and throwing the ball. And, and yeah, they had some decent runners, but that was just not a huge priority. I mean, Art had some really, really good running backs. Was the whole thing based around the running back? No. You know, they tried to throw and throw and throw, and then if you if they made an adjustment or whatever, try to get one more back, then they're going to look at the numbers and they're going to run the football. Um, I, I think Spavital is mo- a little bit more willing to look at the numbers and just and, and kind of see how they're lining up, and there'll be all kinds of options, but the run is going to be big. And I think if Baylor can assemble – a pretty good group of running backs, I think they will have success. Now, again, 
I don't know, and let's get we'll get back into hearing more from him. But the the question that's left out is kind of like, I mean, we ask him why Baylor, but I mean Parker kind of brought it up. It's 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 like, why would you leave a group a, a place where you were a huge part of turning the team around, and you probably have some really good security, and you could have used the Baylor offer to make you more money to come to a place where on the surface they have a lame duck head coach who just went one and seven at home and is going to start on the hottest of hot seats. Why would you come down here? Now, the answer is they surely had to sweeten the pot, and we don't have those numbers because of private school, but you know he's getting paid quite well uh, to even get him to come do this. But you are putting yourself in peril when you come to Baylor at this point, given where the season Coach Aranda just had and where what Mac Rhodes would have to do with another losing season. I mean, you just can't can't keep going. I mean, like, people are already upset. You can't just keep going down this path over and over. And I'm, I'm sure there are people out there listening and go, well, watch them. Maybe they will. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this was – this is one more shot at a guy Baylor thinks is incredible, is an incredible human being and a great football coach who, for whatever reason, has not got his has not gotten it right on either side of the ball, coaching-wise. I mean, certainly got it right in 2021 with Grimes, but then there was slippage, and then both sides of the ball were bad, and they, they've been bad at talent, uh, development, analysis, everything, everything. But maybe they can turn it around. Maybe this can be the, the, the bounce back that they had after 2020. It seems far-fetched right now, but it would be a wonderful thing to have happen. Let's listen to more of, uh, of Coach Jake Spavital, the new offensive coordinator at Baylor. Obviously, um, you, you embraced the transfer portal a bit when you were at Texas State. Uh, I guess how, as you kind of reshape the offense or retool it, whatever you want to call it, um, how much are you going to rely on the transfer portal to kind of do that? You know, that's that's kind of up to coach. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about how there's some some voids that need to be filled at times, and uh, you're going to have to use the portal. Um, but I don't think it's going to be much. I really don't. You know, uh, I think we have a plan in place now. It could change. Like, I think things change all the time um, you know it's different when you're at a, a power five school and compared to a group of five school you know and uh, I think there's different circumstances for every single university that you're at and uh, and different needs um, but with where we're at currently uh, I don't think there's going to be much um, but there could be you know based off of what happens over the next few days Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider. Dave, can you talk about what you were looking for in this position and what put Jake at the top of that list? I was looking for uh, excitement. Um, I was looking for creativity, explosiveness on offense, a balance of run and pass, uh, fun, you know, scoring points, having fun while you're doing it. You know, the I think all that is there. It's present in in uh, Jake's system, you know. You know, the, the day that it... it um, it broke, and prior to the announcement, you know, uh, going around checking in on just the office, kind of doing the walk around, and 
you know, there's there's guys hidden away in all of our meeting rooms watching his film. You know, and we have uh, Sawyer and and Jake Roberts watching the USC game, and then we've got another guy watching the UCLA game, and just all of it. And so I just think it's way it's way cool. There's an excitement there. They can see the um, the um, the variation and the um, the freedom within the scheme, and um, they're excited to kind of throw themselves into it. So I'm excited for them. Hi, Jake. Shaji Adam with ABC 25. You kind of touched on it. What is the identity of the offense that you want to have on the field and off the field? Yeah, the, 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 we're going to be a spread up tempo offense. And you probably hear that, you know, heard a lot. But like playing with tempo is going to give us an edge. It, it really does. Uh, I think in today's time, uh, defenses are so innovative, so creative. Like you're going to, you used to be able to go up against a team that was a four down team and that's what they do the entire game. Now you got to block it all. They're going to be in bare fronts and odd fronts and four down fronts, everything. So I think tempo kind of uh, really combats that at times and then puts our guys in, in better positions where they don't have to block all the exotic look so we're going to be a spread up tempo team uh, but I think the run game what we've done over the years is, is more of a downhill approach you know because again there's so much variety with defensive fronts you know if you do get caught in a bad look at times and uh, you can at least manage to get that back to the line of scrimmage where you're not dealing with negative plays and, and you're still trying to play and stay on course and, and not play behind the chains but uh, you've got to establish a run game so you play fast and you got to hammer the ball downhill and, uh, and then it's all about vertical shots down the field. And I always try to take around 10 shots vertically down the field a game. That's like the, the goal that I'm always trying to hit. Um, so you're going to see a lot of vertical shots down the field. And then just from my air raid background as well, there will be an element of quick game and, and perimeter screen game and everything to get the defense running sideline to sideline. And and the theory behind that is, is if you're playing with a great pace uh, and you're getting the defense to run sideline to sidelines, like you can get them to wear down pretty quickly. And, uh, and at that point, then uh, it, it, the ball's in our court. So there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of conditioning involved. There's a lot of uh, an edge and toughness. But if you're just playing with a, a good pace and you're being aggressive and, and tough and running downhill and still keeping them on, on their toes of going sideline to sideline and throwing it vertically, uh, it's, it's a really good balance and it's very, very tough to defend. The, uh, Jake, the news of Blake entering transfer portal kind of broke today with the portal opening. What's the priority there, obviously, with the spread offense needing a quarterback to run that system? And do you attack the transfer portal yourself to find that guy? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to have to, um, you know, if, if Blake decides not to come back. I'm still in conversations with Blake. Um, you know, I get, you know, new guy and coming in, uh, a lot of unknowns, and uh, he's got to build a relationship with me. So that's still up on uh, – that's still on the table. But just from a depth purpose, this is why, like, especially at Texas State, when I was in these scenarios, you know, you have to, to build depth, you know. And, uh, and sometimes the easiest way to do that is to get into the portal. But uh, I do believe quarterback play is, uh, is the key to success. <laughs> I really do. Um, the best offenses I've ever had, I've, I've had really good quarterbacks, you know, and I've been fortunate. I think I've coached 10 NFL QBs, and uh, those have been some pretty solid offenses when you got a good guy, uh, you know, at the trigger man at that, at that position. So um, that's going to be that importance. But, you know, um, you know, losing Blake, uh, I think he's a great player, um, and he's a proven player and played a lot of games, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, just still have the, the dialogue and conversations with him and, and, and still be kind of searching around for anybody else. Dave, uh, do you have a timetable in terms of like when you would like your staff sort of finalized and how important it is to get that in place, you know, with signing day right around the corner? Yeah, it, there, 
in terms of priority, the number one thing would be to get it right. Um, just with the, um, the possibility of this year and the uh, success being so close for us, um, we believe that. And you know, trying to be able to get um, a piece that fits and then can challenge and can um, help us get over to the other side of it. And so I think getting it right is the most important thing. But then I think a close second is going to be what you just mentioned. You know, um, we've got guys on the team that want to know who their coach is. And, you know, there's opportunities now to leave and to, and to um, find certainty other places. And then we've got recruits that want to know who their coach is going to be and parents of those recruits that want to know who their coach is going to be and have that relationship and all of it. And so that, for sure, is uh, way important. And... Uh, you know, we've both had had uh, talks with all of that here just the last couple of days, and we'll continue to. Uh, but um, we want to find someone that fits. We want to find someone that can help us get us an edge and uh, get us over the top and then um, be there for just the Baylor community and Baylor family uh, because it's a – I mean, they're really two big hires. And so, yeah, I, I think – that process for sure has already started, and so we're hoping it's sooner than later, but the best fit is the most important. Jake, what's the most important thing you learned from Dana? I mean, obviously you're with him for a long time, then you went back to him. <laughs> That's a loaded question right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Dana, I, I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. What I learned from him, like, you know, he was the initial area guy he was a receiver at Iowa Wesleyan you know under Hal Mummy and Mike Leach so he was all about you know spread air raid throw it around a hundred times a game and and uh, to watch him just manage the team of when we got to Oklahoma State and we were at West Virginia and how he adapted to personnel and, and the importance of being a, a head coach and managing the game and running the football and and establishing the run game and how important that is um, I, I was always impressed with Dana on how he would just adapt and how he can manage a game and I thought that was uh, something I learned. I learned like everything from him in terms of offensive play. But what I loved about him is is that how he just adapts, you know. And uh, it's not he's not stuck in his ways. He's willing to learn. He's willing to evolve. And uh, that's something that's always been impressive with Dana is just how he kind of grew as a head coach. And like, I just was very fortunate to to be around him in the years of him being a coordinator all the way through a head coach and and uh, understand how there's there's more to it than just trying to to score a million points and, and put the defense in a bad position. You know, it's, it's also about management and understanding how to, to win together. What do you remember about the 70 to 63 game the most? <laughs> yeah, that was a wild game. Uh, uh, I, I thought we were going to run out of place. You know, it was just a shootout going back and forth, you know. Uh, I remember after that game, LeBron James was tweeting at Geno Smith, and then, like, it was just like, I, I forgot. I think we had a 300-yard receiver, a 200-yard receiver, and a 100-yard receiver in that game. I think Baylor had the same exact deal. I, I think that was Terrence Williams, correct, if I, if I agree. Uh, um, I don't think the defensive coordinator slept very well that, that night um, by both teams. Uh, I was just kind of in shock about how that game was just a great shootout. Uh, and there was the Mosley portion of the uh, news conference. Aaron, I just kind of wanted to keep the, you know, I, I, I like the follow-up. I like being able to kind of get a couple over there while I have the mic in hand. But the 70-63 was the Baylor-West Virginia game, and that was amazing. Geno Smith was their quarterback. Nick Florence was the quarterback, 
at Baylor. It would have been the year after um, RG3 left, and it was uh, it was an amazing thing. And so that would have been circa, oh, 2012. Um, and it, it was when West Virginia was new to the conference, and Gino was putting up huge numbers. I think they had Stedman, oh, was it Stedman Bailey or whatever, and then um, Tavon Austin. They were extremely fast, and there was uh, – there was coach. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator. Dana, I believe, was calling the plays. And then not long after that, you know, he got the opportunity to go to Texas A&M. And so I would say he started calling plays circa, oh, around 2014 uh, over at Texas A&M. He was with Johnny. He gets over to Texas A&M around 2013 or 14. And uh, so he was around some great uh, quarterbacks. But um I think and and you'll hear a little bit of this coming up, but I the what they're gonna ask receivers to do, it's different. But I think the good news from a high school recruiting standpoint is that so many teams now run spread, spread concepts, RPO, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, it's all there. And of course you have to be more creative than ever because the defenses have gotten a lot better with it, but you basically use the defense's leverage against it, and you got to kind of read it and know where to go. The quarterback has to know where the ball is going. The good news with Sawyer Robertson is this is what he came from. Love it, Coronado. Uh, Seth Parr, spread quarterback. Guess who recruited him? Mike Leach. Who do you think started the tree that this guy is a part of? Spavital. It was Mike Leach. So it's it's it should Sawyer has a lot of the tools. And I thought it was interesting early in this interview, or maybe we're about to get to it, he starts talking about arm strength. You know, you gotta have the arm strength to do what you need to do, but also arm angles and course everybody thinks of Mahomes and having to go off platform and all those kinds of things I mean we don't know yet if Sawyer is the guy I think they would really like to have a very healthy uh have another competition and if Blake's not going to be here I mean the good news is Blake I, while I like him and I think Spavital would have worked fine with him and he's done a lot to become a better leader and I think the players really respond to him and he's he's shown a great deal of toughness with a brand new defense offensive coordinator and you got one shot at this you got one year to get this thing going okay at least show progress what does progress look like i think you need to win six games i think you need to win six games which by the way is a huge improvement you double your win total from going three and nine um, and if they could do that and get it going, then I think there could be some excitement. But a uh, lot to uh, share with you on that front. Let's uh, let's react next. Let's um, react to some of the things that happened in the uh, NFL yesterday. We got uh, we got games tonight, and uh, we will do that next. 
Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor and Seton Hall Tuesday evening in the Farrell Center. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Drop it off in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck right there on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute these toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at Imperial Drive in Waco. Maya Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayafuels.net. That's mayafuels.net. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your success is our passion. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit ubs.com slash relationship summary. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, it is is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we did have a lot go on in the NFL. We want to let you hear the last part of of this, and we'll react to it. Uh, Time's running a little short this afternoon, but... um, Got to meet with Jake Spavital, former A&M offensive coordinator, former West Virginia, former Cal Berkeley, former head coach at Texas State. And uh, interesting guy. And I think we'll have a, a real nice conversation on the radio with him before too long. And um, I like how he complimented Jeff Grimes and the work he, he'd done here. I think a lot of folks, you know, were – Ready for change there, but again, this is uh, uh, you know, this is we'll see what happens. And uh, Grimes does have uh, I've been hearing several opportunities, and uh, B- everything I was seeing, BYU's desperately wanting him to come back. It does look like Eric Mateos will be uh, headed to Arkansas, and uh, Aaron, I. I couldn't. From one of the things I saw on social media, it didn't seem like our noon to two program, the Drake Toll Show with Cam Stewart, that they were too broken up about that. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll. Uh, and I did see one other thing: C.J. Rogers, former Baylor walk-on quarterback, is back in the portal. Uh, he's transferring out of uh, Texas State, uh, and was there for a while. And we'll see maybe where C.J. ends up. But uh, G.J. Kenny, the head coach at Texas State, I, I just kind of like his style and uh, like how he treats his, his uh, players. And he tweeted out when, when, uh, when someone put that out there about C.J. Rogers, G.J. Kenny got on Twitter and said, someone is going to get a stud. I just think that's really a cool thing to do for a head coach with a player leaving. All right, let's uh, let's listen to a little bit more of our conversation today with Baylor's new offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital. Colt Barber, second three CC five. Uh, you mentioned coaching several NFL quarterbacks. What are you looking for in a quarterback when you're going through the portal, going through high school, and then also, you know, you mentioned kind of having more freedom within the offense and your receivers playing and not having to be perfect all the time. How do you see that kind of from an offense that's more precise to what you're going to be doing and how that can help them grow in this offense? Right. Uh, starting with quarterbacks, um, you know, it's 
the main thing I look for is is their arm strength. Are they capable of making all the throws? You know, that kind of uh, eliminates a lot from there. Uh, but it's more about the arm angles and the off-platform throws. You know, they, they've got to be able to be creative. You've seen the Pat Mahomes throws where he's eye-drilling, looking one way, throwing it the other way. It's all about arm angles, how you can get the ball out. And uh, I look for mobility, too, if you can just extend the play. Now, you don't have to, uh, you know, be a, a complete dual-thread guy. You just got to be able to move the pocket and kind of extend when, when necessary. But I, I've, out of all those guys I've coached, you know, I've called games differently with all of them. And that's a lot of it you have to, to really dive deep, you know, into them and, and get to know them and understand their strengths and weaknesses and what, they get, what they're good at. Uh, the main thing is you got to create a dialogue with them, too, where they'll open up to you, where they'll say that they don't like certain concepts or certain routes or they're not good with it. And, and uh, that, that helps me out a ton because there's a lot of football, a lot of offensive concepts you can get to, and you want to put those guys in the best, you know, positions. And then um, the second one was about the – yeah, that, and that's been the beauty of the air raid system. You know, uh, it, it does take a little bit of time, but um, uh, that's why you start, you know, as early as you possibly can. You know, uh, I have about eight concepts that are a lot of, uh, you know, just get open routes, you know, and they're vertical. They're, they're either quick game or they're intermediate or they're vertical shots and even RPOs as well. But to me, that's, that's again, the variety of defense that you see. You know, like they're, they're getting creative, the defenses are, you know, with uh, like outside leverage technique with corners now. You know, and like now you got to inside release those and how you get open. But like if you're telling a kid to outside release and there's a guy outside of you and it's hard to do, like it, it's, it gets really difficult. And those guys got to be perfect in those plays. So we let those guys have a little bit more freedom uh, and, and try to just use the leverage of the defense to their advantage and uh, just to get open. So it, it does take a little bit of time. But once they like figure it out uh, and a lot of these guys come from great, you know, coaching in the state and uh, the, the, they've been probably learning this at a very like probably in like third grade you know so uh, uh which makes it a lot easier on us so uh, it does take some time but uh, just the the freedom to allow these guys to get open and not you know really hit your head against the wall for certain looks but like just understand the weaknesses and the voids of what is trying to be uh what the defense is trying to stop uh will help these guys out a lot yeah, Dave, uh, with all that goes into being a head coach, right, and you obviously going to be calling plays next year on the defensive end, what's the benefit to having someone who's been a head coach when you're you know, divvying up some of those responsibilities on a day-to-day -day basis? His, um, his just appreciation for um, all the entanglements, all of the, the things that aren't necessarily at issue but can be affected down the line, things that um, – you know, there's rabbit holes that uh, we always have to go into and uh, which rabbit holes are important right now, which ones we can punt for later. I think when there is a broader vision at one point, that stays with you in when you're focused on detail and focused on the immediate. And so, uh, you know, he has that. And so when I'm away, he can come with that type of um, that type of vision for that offensive room and kind of what comes out of it. And so that was that was an important part of it, uh, just looking kind of like we're saying, just collectively. All right, there they were, Dave Aranda, Jake Spavitol, Spavs. Um, I th you know, he's I, he's going to be fine. He's been a head coach. He's going to be able to really handle that side of the ball. And he's going to have to because Dave's going to be involved in play calling and Dave is being tasked with, we brought you here. You're this incredible defensive mind. We know how highly regarded you are. And our defense went in the tank. Like, 
the the defensive staff needs to all like go hug Mac Rhodes. Like they should be over at the building. I don't know if Mac's in town, but but all you know, giving him all kinds of Christmas gifts and everything like this. Because like the the numbers warranted a lot. You know, several people losing their jobs, including the head coach, and yet they're all coming back on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they, uh, they were not as benevolent and, uh, Dave has decided to make changes over there. There'll be a new O-line coach. There'll be a new running backs coach. They'll, uh, there's a new quarterbacks coach and it's Jake Spavital. Now, Sean Bell, former Baylor great will move over to tight ends. So let's see how this thing shapes up tight end. I mean, I, <laughs> In the past, it wasn't much of a, a position in the air raid, but now they're doing more of it. They're doing more of it. I mean, Coach joked today about not having done much in the past, barely even having a tight end or having no use for one. Um, now they do. Now they do, and, and they can do some things with the tight end in the running and passing game. And, uh, Aaron, I've got some things to share with you as we close tonight, and one of those includes a potential uh, Baylor uh, quarterback, someone that just went in the portal. I'm investigating as we speak. We'll have that in the dismount. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women off for finals back in action Thursday, December 14th, hosting Delaware State for the future Bears game in the Farrell Center at 11 a.m. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor-Powered National Best Sellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of Orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, 
beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from their dealership, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive, exit Waco. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, and we're saying goodnight. And I had mentioned, Aaron, this, uh, this one quarterback from Boise State, um, and I thought, man, this guy looks kind of interesting. Now, he had a rough season. I'm not sure where these numbers came from because last year he was the the big time, the MVP of the bowl game, took over for Boise State, seemed to be the future of the program. Now he's transferring. And I wonder to myself, Aaron, why is Baylor's young wide receiver, who I've always been excited to see more of, Armani uh, Bad Guy Winfield. His nickname is Bad Guy. I like that. Uh, and he says, let's run it back, Talon Green, like on on Twitter. And so I'm thinking, what is the connection here? And it took just a quick research, Aaron. Both of them played for the Fighting Farmers of Louisville High School in the in the Dallas-Fort Worth area up toward uh, Denton. And uh, so let's keep our eye on this. I And... Uh, I'll have to check with uh, the AD at Boise State, our good friend Jeremiah Dickey. Hey, Jeremiah, tell us about Taylor Green. But this is that season, Aaron, where every day you, we want this guy. Like you, you like it's like Christmas. You want like twenty different quarterbacks. How about this guy? Can we get this guy? Can we get Dylan Gabriel now from Oklahoma? How about him? Could he run the spread? Oh, I think he's a good fit. There won't be one quarterback who we don't think is a great fit. All right, everybody have a great night. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, we, will, we will go about our business.
All right, we'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz.